0: Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera. Our guest today is Carol Novello of MutualRescue.org. Today we talk about how adopting a homeless animal can save you too. Find out more at MutualRescue.org. Hi, Carol. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting. I'm so grateful to have you out here today. How are you? Great. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, my gosh, I'm delighted to have you. You're, you're going to talk about one of my favorite things that your company does, and that is pet rescue. Uh, it's such a wonderful thing. Um, a lot of people think, hey, I want to get that special dog, and I did too. I, I have my beautiful Henry here. He's right Love here. It. Let me get him up here say hi, Henry.
1: <laughs> yes. Let's see Henry. He
0: is our, my little rescue. Oh, he's so
1: handsome. Look hey, at my him. Dog. Oh, my hi, handsome boy.
0: But I, like a lot of people, decided I wanted a small dog. And every time I went to the pound, they were fresh out of the dogs I wanted. And, you know, a lot of people would say, well, s- screw that. I'm going to go to a-, a store, pick up one that's breeded or whatever. And, and a lot of dogs suffer because of that. Um, but there's a lot of dogs that need to be rescued that are out there already. And you can give them the quality home, even not from your state, and go to another state. So before we go to sharing all of your tips to help people out there with that, share how you even... Um, came to creating um, Mutual Rescue?
1: Well, Mutual Rescue came about because I actually transitioned into animal welfare after working for many years in high tech. I was the senior executive at a software company mm-hmm. and just through serendipity, actually ended up having the opportunity to run uh, a large animal rescue organization here in Silicon Valley.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: one of the things that people would say to me when I made this transition was, Why are you helping animals when you could be helping people? And I thought that was a pretty fascinating question, because I knew how animals had impacted my own life. Mm -hmm. And I did a little bit more research, and I learned that of the $410 billion that Americans give to charity every year, only 3% goes to animals and the environment combined. Wow. Yeah. And so that really alerted me to the fact that there's kind of this second-class status that animal welfare has in people's minds when it comes to their charitable giving. And so I really wanted to change the conversation from people or animals to people and animals.
0: Yeah, and I love that story. You you created a wonderful series of short films about people who um, have gotten rescued, that have changed their lives. And I know Henry's changed our life for the better. Um, but to realize it really is a people story and a pet story, it goes hand in hand because I, I believe these wonderful creatures, uh, d- cats included, have been um, really great companions to Hum- humans and actually, I think, bring out the best of what we are as humans. And they helped to bring that out.
1: Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that's one of the things we wanted to do with the short film. So we started a national initiative um, mm-hmm. at the local shelter that I happen to run because we wanted to create national awareness mm-hmm. uh, around the impact that adopting an animal could have and then drive engagement at the local level. So we started out doing these short films. We put out a call for stories, inviting people to share their stories about how adopting a homeless animal had transformed their lives. And our very first film was called Eric and Petey. Mm -hmm. It was uh, the story about an obese man who adopted a shelter dog Mm -hmm. and he lost over 140 pounds, dramatically changed his life. Uh, and that first short film has since been viewed over hundred million times across the globe and various social media platforms. Mm-hmm. So it really resonated with folks. Um, mm-hmm. We've since gone on, we've released 10 more films and collectively all of these films have been viewed 153 million times. Wow. So we know that they really strike a chord. If people would like to see the films, they can go to mutualrescue.org and our films are available there. And yeah. then, That actually led to um, publishing a book called Mutual Rescue, How Adopting a Homeless Animal Can Save You Too. And what's fun about the book is it not only tells stories, it also brings in the science and the data that validates for our heads what our hearts already know. You know this is so true, Carol, because
0: I've heard uh, studies done where they bring dogs into places, old people home, or yeah. into a sick ward in a hospital, and just the energy, the positive energy of dogs and animals, cats, uh, really, really helps the patients increase their immune system and just a uh, happier overall um, experience, uh, helping them re- recover and heal better. And, and so the same goes ever since we brought Henry, my, my husband said our life has not been the same <laughs> It kind of revolves around our little buddy here. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, everywhere we go, we bring our little buddy with us and, uh, he's just a great companion. We don't even see him as our, you know, we own him. We see him as our buddy, our friend.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, they're wonderful, wonderful family members. And animals have an impact on all aspects of our well-being, physical, emotional, mental. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you know, some of the benefits of, of physical well-being in terms of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, they do increase our immune system. They can help reduce heart rate mm-hmm. uh, emotionally. Uh, when we interact with an animal, it actually releases biochemicals in our brain. So feel-good chemicals, serotonin, serotonin, oxytocin, those release chemicals and those are feel-good chemicals in our body. So we feel better emotionally. Uh, They help us be more present and uh, able to focus more. So there's so much they add to our lives.
0: You know, you mentioned something very important, and I think animals in general do this. They live in the present. I found it funny that a business coach had said, do you ever see um, a bunch of squirrels who are thinking about starving tomorrow and they're waiting outside 7-Eleven going, how are we going to get in there and get those nuts? They're not worried about tomorrow. They live right here in the present. And I love that you mentioned that because that's something that we can learn from our pets is to actually be more present.
1: I couldn't agree more. And there's a wonderful quote uh, from Eckhart Tolle. He talks about animals, and he said, you know, we haven't really realized the true impact that animals have in our lives, which is they're here to keep us sane. Mm-hmm. And I think they do that because they do keep us grounded in the present moment.
0: Mm. And also as well, you might have heard about the jail program that was bringing wonderful results to people in jail. You know, they might be hardened criminals, but you bring a big, wonderful dog in there and they turn into mushballs. Because I, like we said earlier, I think it really does bring out the best in humanity, having dogs around.
1: Well, I actually talk about the prison programs um, in in the book. It's actually in in chapter four of Mutual Rescue. And I highlight a story about a woman named Mary, Mm -hmm. who was part of uh, a program in Gig Harbor, Washington, that focuses on... Having inmates train dogs, and that was an amazing experience for her. It helped her transform her sense of who she was, what her worth was and mm-hmm. uh, When she actually got out of prison, she started her own um, dog grooming business uh, and really has you know created a grounding in her life and she 's truly grateful for how transformational that experience has been.
0: Mm. That's amazing to me. Uh, And what have you found working with people who maybe have a misconception? You said earlier that people think, well, why are you working with dogs not helping people? What are some of the other misconceptions you've come across with regards to pet rescue and to pets in general?
1: Well, I think that people think, oh, if you're giving money to animals, then you're taking away from people. Mm -hmm. And what I really want to have people understand, both through the films and through the book, is that they understand that you're actually helping both. And one of the things I like to say is when you connect an animal with a person you're transforming two lives and when you connect you know thousands of animals with thousands of people you're actually you know transforming communities and so when you think about that happening all across the country millions of people being connected with millions of animals it really is having a positive uplifting effect on people that really makes our communities better makes our families better and makes our individual lives better
0: you know, you mentioned something very interesting. I, my husband and I, call my doggy friend here Henry. We call him the ambassador, the Bay Ridge ambassador, because yeah. everyone in the neighborhood doesn't know our names; they know. <laughs> so true, Henry. <laughs> We go into my favorite cafe, Henry comes in with me, and they're like, hey, Henry, how's it going? He goes over and gets his pets. Uh, So he has really changed the community around here. I think if we disappeared, if, God forbid, something happened to us, I think a million of our neighbors would just pick up Henry, and he'd be just fine. Um, But it's really awesome that you mentioned the community part, because it doesn't just affect the person who's living with the dog. It does affect the entire community.
1: Yeah, I actually think about animals as kind of being almost a great equalizer where Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, you know, your gender, your political orientation, um, your economic class. It actually becomes a bridge where you can connect with other people and find commonality. And more and more these days, we need all the opportunities we can find to find what we have in common rather than what divides us. And I love that about animals and the fact that it really can connect us to one another, it can open us up to getting to know new people and really understand that um, you know, we're we're here to help each other be better and, and animals are a way for us to realize that.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what I found. I found that as you get to the core of every human being, what what is the most important thing? Love. And we want that in our lives. We want a great family. We want, you know, our kids or whatever. We want that can togetherness. And that's what we all seek that, that connectiveness and animals definitely help us with that. Now, one thing, let's talk about that building relationship of finding the perfect pet. Cause I went to a number of rescue places before I found Henry and I was looking for a small dog uh-huh. and I had thought, Hey, I want a Yorkie. It's gotta be a Yorkie. It can't be anything else. And the day I found Henry and the Yorkie, cause I would look on the paper and be like, it's there. Let's get in the car. Let's go. Boom. We get there and it's gone. And so that kept happening. I was like, ah, and he said, well, the small dogs in, in the city go real fast. So we got there that day and there were a pit bull, a cute one. But my husband's like, no, we have a studio. It's not going to work. Um, but then we saw Henry sitting all by himself alone. He said they just found him. He a to rescue. He was almost dead on the side, you know, of the road. And so we got to get him checked out So we can't have anyone look at him. And I begged them. I said, can I please go look at Henry? I want to go meet Henry. And so they had me meet with him and they said, but we can't have you take him. But hey, if you put the deposit down, we'll save him for you when he is ready, if he's ready. If he does if he isn't ready, he's sick and we put him down, you won't get your money back. I said, fine, here's my 75 bucks, take it. But let's talk about how to find that perfect match. Because I think a lot of people think he's cute, I just want that dog. But is it a perfect match for the person, the lifestyle?
1: Yeah, and you hit upon a key thing, which is lifestyle. So a lot of times I think people can get enamored by what an animal looks like and, and kind of, you know, think, oh, I want this one because it's cute or this and that, or I want a particular breed because, you know, like, I mean, huskies are amazing looking dogs. Like, you know, I look at huskies and go, oh my God, I'd love to have a husky just because they look so cool. But huskies need a tremendous amount of exercise. Really? Yeah. And a huge, and there, you know, there's a huge commitment there. They're very active dogs. And so when you take a step back and I go, you know, I have no business having a Husky because I don't have the lifestyle for a Husky. So, um, you know, more and more shelters are getting really good at matchmaking, which is asking you about your lifestyle and making, making a match that's a good fit for you. And so I think, you know, being open-minded and, and, you know, just like, like people, you're not going to just kind of, you know, meet somebody, and and everybody's not going to be a fit for you, and the same yeah. thing is true with animals. And it's being aware of what your lifestyle is like and finding an animal that can be a match for that. And the other thing that's actually really fun um, that I've experienced running a shelter is that um, you know sometimes people have the heart set, oh, I really want a dog, and we've had people that have come in looking for a dog. We had one cat in particular, his name was Snowball, and we had clicker trained Snowball, and he did all of these various tricks, Mm. and one of our behaviorists was actually clicker training Snowball one day, and somebody had come in to adopt a dog, and they saw what was going on with Snowball, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect animal for us, because they said, we want to do, you know, we want to train and do, you know, treats and training and all this and stuff together. So they went home with Snowball. So you never know who might steal your heart or or what the, what fit might be there uh, with a particular animal.
0: And, you know, it's interesting. When I was looking for um, my dog here, um, I was thinking, I want this type of dog, like you were saying, and I went there with the idea that it's got to be a small dog and all this stuff. But it's interesting, when in my 20s, when I first went to look for an animal, it was a cat. And I went into ASPCA in Manhattan, and I just walked in there with all the cats. And the one cat, I wanted a white cat, I said. I walked in there, and all the white cats were like, <laughs> I had to tear my eyeballs out. I was like, okay, this is not working. But there was one cat that was dying for my attention. He was like this, and putting his paws out and trying to get me. I said, can I look at that cat? I picked him up, and he was like, oh, purr, 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 I want you, I want you. I, and within five seconds, i will like, take him. He's like, yeah. Are you sure you want to spend some time with him? I'm like, no, 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 he wants me, I'm going to take him home. So besides the lifestyle, I think it's also kind of important to pay attention to what animal's pulling towards you, which one gravitates to you.
1: Yes, for sure. It's yeah. really fun. So in the local shelter that I run in Silicon Valley, it's called Humane Society Silicon Valley, we have this really great space, it's called... Um, Sunshine's Community Cat Room. And mm-hmm. we have up to 12 cats in there at any particular point in time. Yeah. And you can go in there and sit and see who comes up to adopt you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I've adopted several of my cats that have come out of that room. And actually one of the um, stories that I talk about in the Mutual Rescue book, it's actually in chapter 12, is a woman who uh, works in our organization and her last name is Keenan. Mm -hmm. And she had recently um, lost one of her cats and her sister had also passed away. And so she was very sad and she'd gone into the community cat room Mm -hmm. and um, she kind of asked her sister if she would, you know, send her a sign kind of thing. And uh, this cat kept coming up to her. She was going into the community cat room over multiple days and she finally said, okay, what is this cat trying to tell me? And the cat's name was Keenan. So she was like, oh Oh my gosh, and she's like, I think this is my cat, so uh, there's just some, uh, you know, amazing connections that can happen with animals in very unique and wonderful ways.
0: Absolutely, now does this happen with dogs, do they also try to make that connection, or is it more of a cat thing, I wonder?
1: Oh, it's, you know, I think it's with companion animals in general you know animals that have been domesticated um you know there's there's wonderful stories about rabbits uh you know i got a a, an email from a woman recently who said why didn't you put a rabbit story in your book and uh, i said well there is a chapter that tells stories about other animals i've got horses and donkey donkeys and pigs and i said look in, in the second book we'll get a rabbit rescue story in there
0: Awesome. Well, this is fabulous. I don't want people to leave without finding out how they can help you. Do you have a donate page where they can also donate and also where they can go to mutualrescue.org, correct?
1: Yes, mutualrescue.org. There's a number of different resources there. The first is you can go there and you can see all of our short films that we have released. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can learn more about the Mutual Rescue book. Uh, which is also available um, at all all online retailers and wherever books are sold. Uh, We also have a search engine where you can find local shelters where you can adopt, volunteer, or donate. Uh, And as I mentioned earlier, mutual rescue is really about creating national awareness, but what we want to do is encourage people to get engaged at the local level. So we really want you to give to your local shelter. Um, That's really uh, where all of the frontline hands-on rescue work is happening. So we really encourage people to do that. And then we also have a program called doggy day out and, We help various shelters um, get programs uh, implemented quickly. And the Doggy Day Out program essentially allows people to come and take a shelter dog out for the afternoon. So it's a low barrier to participation way to engage with your local shelter. So if you go there, you Mm -hmm. can find a directory that lists shelters Mm -hmm. uh, that have that particular program. So if you're even thinking about maybe having an animal in your life, you might want to go take one out for the afternoon and uh, see how that works.
0: Well, I thank you so much, Carol, for the work you're doing the awareness you're bringing out there to people. Animals are awesome. They do so much for our lives. Let's do great by them. Um, So anyway, everyone, please go to mutualrescue.org. And Carol, thank you so much for coming to Savvy Broadcasting today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: If you like this episode, please share and leave your comments. To find out more about paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com.